The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. We are ready to go on this Tuesday morning. Buck Baloo Show checking in live from the Battery Atlanta on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Watch as we stream at 680thefan.com and get that fan mobile app. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. The whole gang's here. Road Dog, Derek Thomas. As we get ready to see LeBron break the big record tonight. 36, the magic number, to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Where does he wait and do it? In Milwaukee on Thursday on national TV. Interesting. Can't wait to see how this thing unfolds. I was always a big uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. In fact, I protected or uh, perfected the sky hook out in the driveway where our basketball court was. Yes, sir, I could throw that six foot tall, perfecting the sky hook. I was just obsessed with it. And uh, here we go, LeBron with a uh, big record tonight. Who scored the most points in the NBA? Kareem, your last day on top as we uh, expect to see LeBron get it done tonight. DT, you fired up about this? Uh, I wouldn't say fired up. Yeah, good. It's uh, it's obviously a great accomplishment for a hell of a hell of a long career. Now I'm just thinking about you doing the sky hook right now. That's all I can. Yeah, man. I tell you what, I could get that shot off. It takes a lot of practice. That's that's and and some athleticism. It was yeah, so graceful. Maybe we see a sky hook from Kareem. Le- see a sky hook from LeBron as kind of a nod, you know. You know, I never did see Kareem roll around and pound on the basketball <laughs> court like we saw LeBron do last week, like a little five-year-old. But Kareem, a little more reserved than that. Yeah, LeBron's not my favorite either, but yeah, obviously quite an accomplishment. Yeah, who scored the most points? I. Never been a big stats guy, as you already know. Hey, let's get to work, man. Bucks Big Take. The leading candidate for the Ravens offensive coordinator's job is not Todd Munkin. The top candidate is Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. That's what sources are telling me. Reliable sources. And yes, in this business, you need to have sources. So good news for Georgia Bulldog fans. Don't look like Munkin will be getting the Ravens job. Now the Buccaneers job is still out there. See, here's the fit with the Ravens and this offensive coordinator position. 
As it was explained to me yesterday, John Harbaugh, the head coach for the Ravens, owes Andy Reid. Harbaugh was once on Reid's coaching staff, and Reid helped Harbaugh improve his resume so he could become a head coach by naming him the DB coach, I believe, and got him out of the special teams thing. You rarely see the special teams coach get the head coaching job. So Reed helped Harbaugh, named him the defensive back coach. Next thing you know, Harbaugh, resume looks good. He gets hired by the Ravens as the new head coach. And because of that, Harbaugh owes Reed for jump-starting his NFL coaching career. Now, Eric Bieniemy, as you probably already realize, he needs to break away from Reed and the Chiefs to be able to elevate his status as a legit head coaching candidate. His name has been floated for two, three years now. When it comes time to interview all the head coach uh, candidates out there, all these teams that fire all these coaches every single year, Bieniemy is in the mix. And then he interviews, and basically he's heading on back to Kansas City to work next to Andy Reid. He's got to elevate his status to become a legit head coaching candidate. So how does he do that? Well, he goes somewhere else, bottom line. Got to leave Kansas City. Got to leave Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Got to go somewhere else. Add to the resume. Success in Baltimore, I believe, away from Reid and the Chiefs, would elevate his status as a legitimate head coaching candidate. Now, the Ravens have requested an interview with Biennemi. Now, he's in the Super Bowl, which takes place on Sunday evening. So the soonest Biennemi could interview for the Ravens' job would be Monday. The guest here says if Biennemi wants that job, he's going to get it. And that leaves the Bucks as the only NFL option for Munkin. And I see where they've met with multiple people, too. Uh, reportedly, Munkin has been down for a second interview with the Buccaneers. And it looks like they've interviewed some of these other dudes for the job, too. In fact, the Bengals quarterback coach, Dan Pitcher, is a guy that's interviewed twice, reportedly. And you've got some other guys in the mix. Uh, Shea Tierney, the Giants quarterback coach. you got the Broncos quarterback coach. Clint Kubiak, Jaguars passing game coordinator. Your boy Jim Bob Cooter, baby. <laughs> I just laugh every time I have to say Still that. get a kick out of that. Got to find a way to fit Jim Bob Cooter's name into the show more often. Uh, Vikings receivers coach Keenan McCardell. And Saints passing game coordinator Ronald Curry, uh, Munkin reportedly in the mix with all of those guys with the Buccaneers. And with their quarterback situation in Tampa, if I'm Todd Munkin, I'm thinking that's not a good fit for me. Even if they are telling you, hey, if this doesn't work out this year, we could promote you to the head coach by the end of the season. Looks to me like Munkin stays in Athens through next season. And turns his focus to developing the dog's next quarterback. You know, the guy that replaces Stetson Bennett. And I wouldn't be surprised if the $10 million man, Kirby Smart, is pushing the administration to give Munkin a big raise. He's already at 2.1 plus 
incentives, which bumped it up a year ago, winning the Natty to $2.5 million, the highest paid coach in college football. And there's talk about Monken getting another bump toward $3 million. And reportedly, Georgia's willing to pay it. As we try uh, track the Todd Monken story, we're all over it. I think the enemy ends up getting the Ravens' offensive coordinator's job. Just one man's opinion. A lot of NFL stuff we're going to get to today, including this that I saw overnight as I was prepping for the show today, is our man Matt Ryan, now 37 years old, had a tough year up in Indianapolis. They had high hopes, and boy, it just didn't work out for the Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan is... He's saying that he still wants to play. That, and I quote, he loves playing the game. And if he's cut by the Indianapolis Colts, that Matt Ryan will get a check for $12 million. Now, that is a good deal if you can get it. They don't want you anymore? Fine. Cut the check for $12 million, I'll clean out my locker, and I'll get the heck out of here. But he's not looking to hang it up. Matt's saying he's just going to see how it shakes out. And there are a lot of quarterback-hungry teams out there, a lot of teams looking for starters, looking for backups. Sounds like Matt wants to continue playing for another year in 2023. He says, and I quote, we're going to see how it shakes out, see if anybody wants him, See if it's a good fit for he and his family. Lord knows there are a lot of teams out there looking for quarterbacks. Texans, his uh, team that he's with, the Colts, the Panthers, you got the Ravens, the 49ers, the Jets, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Titans, heck, even the Falcons. Saints. Wouldn't that be crazy if Matt Ryan ended up on the Panthers or the Saints? Come on. Stop it. And we'd have to face Matt Ryan. I cut you off before you finish. Twice in the upcoming season. Wouldn't it be even crazier if Matt Ryan ended up back in Atlanta? Could you even imagine seeing that again? And I know a lot of people right now, 404-231-1680, the number. You want to get in here and uh, talk with me, we'd appreciate it. Come on, call the show, man. I don't hand out the number enough. Matt Ryan has... His career earnings are approaching $300 million. Yeah, Matt's kind of the last of that crew that was um, just got the automatic gigantic, uh, gigantic contract right out of uh, being drafted there in the first round, went drafted in the, in the top three. $300 million he's approaching. It's a lot of money. And he's not ready to hang it up yet. He's a competitor, Buck, and, I, yeah. and I, he obviously can't have enjoyed the way, as of right now, things have ended. But so And that, he loves playing the game, as he's saying. Absolutely. He's not ready to step away from the game, which I'm a little bit surprised about because you look at Matt Ryan and the abuse that his body has taken over the last five, six, seven years. I mean, the Falcons didn't protect him. I'm surprised they didn't haul him off on a stretcher down here in Atlanta. They certainly didn't protect him with the uh, Colts. That offensive line was horrendous last season. He's been sacked 119 times over the last three years. 119 times. 
He's lucky to still be able to get up out of the lazy boy recliner, stand up, and go to the refrigerator. He's got to be like me. When I do that, stand up, go to the kitchen, going to get a glass of water or something, everything. Got the knees popping, the elbows popping, the back's popping. My wife's looking like, my goodness, what in the world? And I didn't get sacked near as many times as Matt Ryan got sacked. DT is tough getting a little older. But Matt Ryan still wants to play at 37 years young and with close to $300 million in the bank. That tells me one thing. He loves playing the game of football. And let me just go ahead and just make the uh, the guess that we won't see him back in a Falcons uniform. He'll be going somewhere else. But I guarantee if it's the Panthers or the Saints, it's going to look odd, brother. All those years, Matt leading the way against our rivals in the NFC South. All right, coming up next, we're going to run through the Super Bowl, see what's going on there. The Falcons showed off their new D coordinator yesterday. I've got some thoughts on that. Plus, we're going to talk Braves baseball every day in the month of February. And we're going to do that in the next segment, too. It's the Buck Baloo Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Six eighty and ninety three seven Monday through Friday ten to eleven. Phone number you want to join in four zero four two three one one six eighty the number. Got some tickets we'll give away a little later in the segment. We're here to please. Here to please, brother. And I appreciate you hanging out here on the show. Our thirtieth anniversary continues. 680 The Fan and our 30th anniversary rolls into February, and our next big trip is just around the corner. Have we announced who won the golf trip yet? Actually, yeah, I believe they did that yesterday uh, live on the front, on the, in the locker room. I oh, say. wow. Who, who won? Uh, one of Hudson's friends, it sounded like. I think he was just joking. 
but uh, I, I don't recall the name right now. But yeah, um, well, I wanted to cr- congratulate him. You just want to get in real nice with him. I know how you work, Buck. I'd love to go. We're really busy <laughs> at our house, though. Hey, tune in to 680 The Fan in the locker room starting Monday to learn how you could find yourself with your toes in the sand, a cold one in your hand, and watching the Braves from the stands. Stay tuned to 680 The Fan as we continue to celebrate 30 years of sports talk dominance right here in the ATL. All right, top five time. I'm ready. Let's roll. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, we we spend weeks promoting the golf trip. I just want to know who won. We're yeah, just curious we'll, about all we'll that. We'll find that out for you. Right, we'll we have that here? by the end of the show. Promise. Okay. All right. We'll make that six in the top five. All right. Well, we'll start at number one. Buck, um... Are the Chiefs getting healthy? Guess who's back? Is this a big deal for the Chiefs? Are they getting healthy at running back? Well, I saw where Miko Hardman's going to be out. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, had that's they were disappointing. Receiver. Yeah. That is disappointing. A pelvis situation for him, re-injured in the yeah. AFC title game. I feel bad for Miko Hardman. And love watching him play. He's got to be one of the fastest guys in the National Football League. I've always liked and respected fast. He's quick and twitchy, too. Yeah, yeah I saw where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. He's been out with a high ankle sprain since week 11. So is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Buck. Clyde, Ed- Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back to shore up this uh, backfield? Yeah, I'm not sure about is that, that part of it, though, <laughs> because it looks like to me he's getting third-string reps. I mean, got Pacheco, right? I mean, we've been talking about him for a few weeks now. He is totally, he broke out with this uh, Kansas City offense, and he's the lead chief now. Then you got McKinnon, right? He's from Georgia Southern. He's the uh, backup running back, and he's playing well, too. He's, He's knocking some people down. So the Chiefs are really set at running. I mean, Clyde Edwards, the layer from LSU, that high ankle sprain took him as the starter and has now pushed him back to be the third team running back. But I tell you what, with Miko Hardman being out, I think Clyde Edwards Alaire, his dual threat skills will help lessen the blow by Miko Hardman being out. When they want to throw it short to intermediate, and I think they're going to do a lot of that in this game, they can throw it to. C.E.H., Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the backfield, that is a nice option. So I I do think that helps the Chiefs a little bit. All three of those running backs are going to play. Yeah, it should help uh, Patrick Mahomes if he's less than 100%. We'll talk about that in just a second. That's a tease. All right, Buck, looking ahead to Super Bowl 57. It all comes down to matchups, right? What are some of the big individual matchups that you see coming up on Sunday? You know, I think the biggest matchup in the Super Bowl 57 is when the Chiefs have the ball and the Eagles are on defense because it looks like to me that number seven for the Eagles, that number seven coming off the edge, Hassan Reddick. Dude, he's the one that blew up the 49ers quarterback situation. Yeah, both of them, right? And so you got the Chiefs. They've got a former guard now playing right tackle in Andrew Wiley. Ooh, that's not a good And so Wiley... 
is going to be faced up with trying to pass block Hassan Reddick coming off the edge. Can you say advantage Eagles on that one? And then on the other side of the ball, I think the interior offensive line for the Eagles is really going to be tested because Chris Jones, he is a monster inside. So I know Landon Dickerson, former Alabama player, his elbow's hurting him. He's at left guard. You got the all-pro Jason Kelsey at center. He's going to need some help even on Chris Jones. And then you've got this uh, Siu Malu, the right guard for the Eagles. He's going to have his hands full when they're trying to block Chris Jones. So these, these guys are monsters. They are difference makers. Hassan Reddick and Chris Jones. Good luck trying to get them past block. Yeah, we'll see if they can get pressure without having to blitz. One of these teams might have a big advantage. All right, but we talked about Patrick Mahomes, the ankle. That's one of the biggest stories still going in. What percentage do you put on Patrick Mahomes? I know he's not 100% buck. What do you, where, where's Patrick Mahomes right now? Well, give me a chance to think about that. Let's hear from Mahomes talking about that injured ankle. Take it real quick. I'll play through all injuries that the trainers will let me play play through. I'll play through. So uh, there's the, that's the list. As long as the trainer's okay me to get out there, I'm going to play through it. Yeah, I'm going to put it at 80%. 80. 8-0. Okay. 80%. My evaluation, watching him play in the AFC Championship game and trying to uh, project what he's going to be two weeks later. I'm going to say he's around 80%. Wasn't he way more effective in that game than you thought he would be? At least I certainly was for me. Well, let me tell you why. Because he's a brilliant pocket passer. Mm -hmm. He's brilliant in the pocket. And he's dangerous when he gets out outside the pocket when he's got a healthy uh, couple of ankles. But he doesn't. And so he's going to have to manipulate that pocket uh, like we know he can. Uh, we've seen him do it all, you know, just over and over again where he's sliding in the pocket. He feels the pressure. He's able to stay focused on his receivers down the field without looking at the pass rush. Just brilliant. Now, look, the Chiefs are going to need a little bit of a running game to help him out here if he's going to be standing in the pocket all game long. So they're going to have to run Pacheco, McKinnon, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then they're going to go have to go heavy with the quick-to-intermediate passing game, too, where he can get the ball out of there quickly against this Eagles pass rush. But I'm going to say he's around 80%. Yeah, he's going to need it against that Eagles front. You're right, Buck. All right, I understand you mailed uh, both teams now, Buck. We should say both teams in Arizona met the media last night, so they're there. I heard you looked into the accommodations of, for each of these teams. And in your opinion, who's got it better, Buck? Eagles or Chiefs? Isn't that, uh, that Jim Harbaugh's line? Who's got Who's it better possibly. than us? Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Nobody coach. <laughs> yeah, he's full of it. I'm going to say the Chiefs staying in Scottsdale have got it better than the Eagles. They're staying on an Indian reservation. Does that now, mean they're doing some gambling? The Indian reservation has turned into a resort. Well, I'm sure that's nice. The Sheraton Grand Wild Horse Resort. Sounds lovely. Can't say I've been there. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to think Scottsdale. I have been to Scottsdale. They're staying at the Hyatt Regency Resort and Spa, practicing at Arizona State in Tempe. I've been there, hung out there during Super Bowl week, played a little golf there in Tempe. Arizona State Golf Course with Jay Chad. And we could, uh, on the high elevation spots, we could see the Seahawks over there practicing. 
Yeah, I think the Chiefs have got it a little bit better. The Eagles are a little bit further outside of town, away from the uh, chaos. I wonder if that might be a good thing, though, for the Eagles. But either way, I'm sure yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be not, practicing at the Cardinals facility. They're not roughing it too bad. They'll be all right. Yeah. I'd say the edge to the Chiefs in this one. All right. Well, we'll see how that affects the game. Finally, Buck, if you're either one of these coaches, what is your biggest concern? Something to stand out as a concern as we head into Super Bowl 57. The biggest concern. Uh, That's got to be on the Kansas City side where they have not run the football that effectively. And they're going to be throwing the ball uh, more times than not. It'll be a heavy pass, short to intermediate passing attack plan for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, man, their wide receiver core is banged up. They are banged up. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has banged up his knees not feeling 100%. He played very little in the AFC title game, so Juju is banged up. You got Kadarius Toney, who's found a home there with the Chiefs. Looked good until his ankle and hamstring got dinged up against the Bengals. What is their status? Because Mecole Hardman's already been ruled out, putting on the uh, putting him on the injured reserve. Hey, what about Schuster, uh, Smith, Schuster, and Tony? And remember, what is their just, status? It was just a couple of weeks ago. We we found out pretty late in the process that Travis Kelsey's back was not new, and he almost missed. Uh, I don't know if it's the AFC Championship game or the game before. He was a near a game time decision, so got to worry about his health. And as well. with these receivers now dinged up, less than hundred percent, I would think Travis Kelsey. His impact's going to be huge for the Chiefs if they don't get an impact out of their tight end, Travis Kelsey. They could be in a heap of trouble in this matchup as far as the weapons go. Uh, Mahomes has got to figure they're not going to get a lot of explosive plays, plays in the passing attack over 20-plus yards because he's trying to get the ball out of there quickly, which means that translates to you're going to throw it short to intermediate because if you're throwing it deep, you're going to have to hold the ball longer. And you've got Hassan Reddick working on Andrew Wiley, so I I think you got to sort of keep it Uh, to the shorter passing game to dissect this Eagles defense. There's some injury concerns over there on the Kansas City offensive side. There's no doubt. Absolutely, Buck. You're right. And, Buck, I told you, we were going to finish up the top five with a special number six. Your winner yesterday. We got that. We effort it. Scotty Mack came over, hooked us up. Your winner for the big golf trip, Charles Perkle from Marietta. So, Charles, I'm sure they're getting in contact if they haven't already. So, Charles, Charles Perkle. Purple. Perkle. Perkle. Oh, Perkle. Yes, sir. Okay. Perkle. Charles Perkle from Marietta. So, yeah, Buck, I'm sure you can track him down. Maybe get in the good word or whatever. But, anyways, that's your top five for today. Top five on 680 Ooh. The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, look, I've played all those courses. Living in Savannah. Back in the day and uh, working the TV gig where I'm doing the sports at 6 and 11, I played golf 140 times during those two and a half years per year, 140 times. Made a lot of trips over there to Hilton Head, short drive from Savannah, played all those courses. So I'm not desperate to, you know, be a part of the group going over there. Let Charles take his buddies. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Let's talk a little Falcons football. They were busy yesterday. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, Falcons showing off their new defensive coordinator yesterday. 
He had his introductory press conference. The dog and pony show is basically uh, what it is. The media comes in. They pepper him with questions. He's introduced. He's talking about how great he is and what an awesome fit he is. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give Ryan Nielsen an A for the job he did at the press conference yesterday. Did he win the press conference for you? He won the press conference (laughs) yesterday. And here's some of the things that he was saying. Let's hear from Nielsen talking about how he's not going to tear down everything Dean Pease did on defense. Dean's done a great job here. Um, And so one of the things was we don't just want to blow everything up and start all over again. We're going to take what we've done well here um, last couple years. We're going to implement some new things, um, put in some new ideas, um, and just kind of marry it. Um, We've got some coaches on the staff right now that's coached a lot of good football. So the the most important thing is, look, when we get on the grass and and we start playing, it's it's the Atlanta Falcons defense, and that's the most important thing. There's been a lot of guys who've coached a lot of years. Well, let me just interrupt and say, tell you what the translation on that is. Best that we've all done. The translation on what he was saying there a little long-winded. Still giving him an A. Look, he doesn't want to just come in and say, look, that Dean Pease did what Dean Pease wanted to do. But what he's saying is, yeah, we're implementing new things. We've got new ideas. We're changing up the defense. So make no mistake about that. He would just didn't want to be rude to, to what Dean Pease had done on that defensive side of the ball. They're changing it. I mean, they're going to do what Nielsen wants to do on defense. They're not sticking around doing any of these things Dean Peeves was doing last season. I like all these veteran coaches they're bringing in, though, Buck. Feels like it's really going to be a collaborative effort with some other former coordinators on the staff as well. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they may not blow it up publicly, but behind closed doors would be a different look over there on defense. Let's hear from Nielsen talking about the personnel he's got to work with well the most important thing is there's some good players here and so however that player looks we're going to find a fit and wherever that fit is within the system you know we'll make that work um it's a player's game and there's a there's a ton of different ways to do it and so you know if he's a little bit undersized or a little bit bigger or whatever the case is the player we'll find somewhere in the system for that player to fit Yeah, let me give you the translation on that one. Uh, Look, we are short, big-time players, talent like I had in New Orleans. So uh, we're relying on Terry Fontenot and the host of former general managers they have in the front office to supplement the talent level we have on defense. We were promised this during the interview process that they were going to attack uh, the personnel side of the defense, and, and they're counting on them doing that. That's what the translation on that one is. Is he going to play a 3-4 or a 4-3? I got a kick out of it when he said, look, let's, we're just going to stop people. Quit being obsessed with, with what you're going to call the scheme, 3-4 or 4-3. I sort of like the fact that He's a little protective of what they're going to do. There's no reason, no reason at all to publicly stand there and tell everybody that's paying attention, including the Saints, the Panthers, and the Bucks, what they plan on doing. That makes no sense. So good job, Coach. You won the introductory press conference yesterday at Flowery Branch. Look, I like his enthusiasm. 
I understand how he's protective of the scheme they're going to run. Doesn't want to just put it out there on a silver platter for everybody. He seems like a good fit on the coaching staff and the organization. Seems. We're just getting started here. And there have been countless guys that have come through and won the opening press conference and turned out to be terrible, as Barkley would say. So I've got my fingers crossed. He's going to end up being an excellent hire. Yes, sir. All right, let's, uh, DT, I think we better chop it up while we have a chance. We're talking time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, count on the Buck Blue Show. We're going to talk Braves every day during the month of February. And then also probably March, April, May, June, July, August, into September. You can count on the Baloo Show, man. We may not have any players on, but we're talking about them. And I want to go to storyline number three today. The new closer, Iglesias. So Kenley Jansen is out. And Kenley Jansen, in my opinion, did a really good job here in Atlanta. Was he 41 of 48 last season? That's an 85% success rate. Uh, Regained his poise there at the end of the year and closed it out in the regular season with eight saves in a row. So it won't be easy to replace Jansen. But I think Iglesias can do it. He was so amazing coming to Atlanta after the trade deadline last, last season. At the time, he was 16 of 19 for the Angels in save opportunities. Came here and did a great job uh, holding down, had 15 holds, pitching in the seventh and eighth inning last season. And I love his stuff. I love how he's on the attack. He's got that four-seam fastball sitting at 95 and 96, and he's got this uh, put-away slider that he's got. I mean, he's putting these dudes away with the slider. Filthy. And that combination against right-handed hitters is devastating. Forcing fastball and the filthy slider. He's missing a lot of bats, man. His swing strike rate is through the roof. Now, you got to get lefties out, too, as a closer. And he does a great job of that, featuring the fastball in the mid-90s. And instead of the slider... He's going with a change-up to the left-handed hitters. And that that change-up is diving down in the strike zone away from those left-handed hitters. He's a lefty killer is what he is as a right-handed pitcher. Excellent command of these pitches that he's throwing. Very few walks. I love that about Iglesias. 26 innings with the Braves last season. He walked five guys. Burgers and fries. Man, that's expensive. Struck out 30, walked five in 26 innings. The last two seasons, when you add it up, Iglesias, he saved 50 of 58 save opportunities. Dude, don't pencil him in. Write him down with a Sharpie as the new Braves closer. A.J. Mentor would be plan B. Some Braves talk for you there. Bulldog Roundtable, we got some tickets to give away. Do you want them? The 
Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Got a shout-out to a uh, former Bulldog, one of the greats that ever put on the Bulldog uniform, retired from the NFL yesterday. My man, A.J. Green. Man, he had a great number at Georgia, that number eight. Seven-time Pro Bowl player, two-time All-Pro. Those Pro Bowl honors seven years in a row he was named to the Pro Bowl. Really impressive. Out of his 12 seasons. 727 receptions, over 10,000 yards receiving, 70 touchdown receptions. He will go down as one of the great NFL receivers. He'll be in the Hall of Fame before you know it. Says uh, AJ was saying yesterday on social media, he is stress-free with this retirement decision. He's at peace with retiring. He's done all that he ever dreamed of doing on the football field. And just was so blessed. What a class act A.J. Green's been through the years. And I'm sure a lot of the Bulldog fans out there would agree that uh, A.J. Green, if not uh, the best receiver to ever put on a Bulldog uniform, would certainly be in the top three. I've got him in my top three. I'm going to go Lindsey Scott, number one. I'm a loyal guy. Lindsey Scott, one. A.J. Green, two. And I'll go Terrence Edwards, three. And A.J. did a lot of damage as a Bengals wide receiver. Uh, The most 100-yard performances in Cincinnati Bengals football history with 33. And will leave second all-time in receptions, yards, and touchdowns playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. He even made those ugly uniforms look good the way he was running around. All right, we've got a four-pack of... Uh, Georgia men's basketball tickets we're going to give away. They've got a 7 o'clock tip in Athens against Ole Miss tonight. Road Dog's going to be there in the front row. we got a four-pack. We want to give away right now. We'll take the third caller at 404-231-1680, the number. Want to go see the dogs play and cheer them on? Uh, we went, the Blue family went earlier this year, and, man, that, that atmosphere has totally done a 180 from where it was a year ago. A lot of fun. Uh, fun be a part of the fun being a part of the crowd. You're gonna love it. We'll take the third caller, 404-231-1680, a four-pack to see the dogs run the court tonight. Get over there and cheer them on. We'll come back, wrap things up. Buck Baloo show here on the fan, 680 and 937. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 10 to 11, brother. We're making the most of it. Appreciate you hanging out. And stay tuned for Nick and Chris. They're coming up next, and they've got the Business of Sports segment each week. That's presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy for all the customers and communities they are privileged to serve. We have not done something on the show today that we need to do. Oh, I know what it is. College football nugget. Mm, tasty. <laughs> Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yes, the nugget. That's what it is. So Alabama has stolen the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, a guy that played quarterback at Notre Dame, a guy that was a coach at Notre Dame. And Coach Saban swooped in there and scooped him up, and he's going to be wearing Alabama colors this year. Imagine that. And now you've got Marcus Freeman, the coach at Notre Dame, looking to fill the void. And I've seen some names up there that are candidates. Uh, This Joe Moorhead. Remember, I called him a knucklehead. He's the head coach at at Akron. Don't think he's going to be a good fit for him. Uh, Brian Hartline. All right, he was a teammate of Freeman's at Ohio State. But, you know, he's never called plays before. That's got to be a negative. Negative, negative, (laughs) negative. I heard Chris doing that yesterday. So Byron Leftwich has reached out to Marcus Freeman reportedly, gave him a call and said, Coach, I noticed I wasn't one of the candidates on your A-list, but I'm interested in becoming the Notre Dame offensive coordinator on your staff. And do you know what? With that phone call, Byron Leftwich, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator, is now... One of the candidates to become the OC at Notre Dame. So you folks out there looking at a job that you want, hey, pick up the phone and call. They may not, they may have overlooked you. Pick up, give them, pick up the phone, give them a call, tell them you're interested in the job. You're qualified. You want to come interview. Chances are they'll give you a shot at it. And there's your nugget today. 
When I think of Brian Leftwich, I think about the days where he was a quarterback at Marshall. And there was one game where he injured his leg. And he shouldn't have been on the field, but he was out there anyway. And he had his offensive lineman, when he would complete a pass down the field, the lineman, he would drape his arms around the shoulders of the two offensive linemen, and they would carry him down the field to the to huddle where they were going to huddle up. That visual just ingrained in so many of our heads, Buck. Even, yeah, I played for the Falcons. He's offensive coordinator. Whenever I think of Byron Leftwich, yeah. I'll always think of that game. And I think tough is what he is. Absolutely. And a great football mind. Want you to check out our wide array of podcasts, too. We've got the show podcast, so you don't have to be here between 10 and 11 to hear the Buck Baloo show. You can listen to the show podcast later. I've also got Buck's Beat. Episode 81 is going to drop at some point this week. Uh, right now, we've got the Brave shortstop storyline, a deep dive into that with former Brave second baseman Mark Lemke. want to invite you to check that out. You can go to thepodcastpark.com. Brought to you by Associated Credit Union, or you can find it wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Time for the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, I'm prepared and anticipating speaking in Birmingham tonight at the Nick Saban Legacy Award. Don't want to mess up in front of Coach Saban. Gone. Now, I'm saying prepared and anticipating speaking because, remember, I told that story over at the Jimmy Rain Golf Classic there in Montgomery. I was asked to speak on Coach Dooley's behalf, and I must have gotten bumped because I I never got to the podium. So I'm going to be looking around tonight to see if I make my way up there as they honor Vince Dooley. He is uh, being honored as a winner this year of the Nick Saban Legacy Award. So Coach Dooley, uh, his family will be in attendance there. Some of his family looking forward to seeing them and Coach Saban. Uh, It's a Lifetime Achievement Award. The inaugural Nick Saban Legacy Award was last year. They honored Nick Saban and Eddie Robinson last season, uh, last year. So I'm getting ready. I'm prepared to talk about Coach Dooley, his integrity, his class. And hopefully come back with a few stories to tell on the show tomorrow. And there's your final word. Super Bowl guests, by the way, we've got lined up. Mort's going to be with us tomorrow. And ESPN's Jeff Darlington will be with us on Thursday as we get you ready for Super Bowl 57. It's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for hanging out. And have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 